When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody this is julie and kathleen with another episode of my favorite episode of today we have david joining us so hello. welcome hello dave how are you guys doing today amazing david more dave private. david that's fine whatever whatever you want us to call it. Mm-hmm. david does anyone watch Shit's creek oh my god david david, david. yes <laughs> my friend sent me a compilation of that yeah so it's every amazing. S- it's the supercut of her saying david over and over oh and god, over again amazing. oh my god alexis is Amazing. <laughs> is she? That's a. I don't watch that show. <laughs> oh wait, you don't watch it. I don't watch it. I just, oh, I just got sent that. the supercut. Okay, okay. Well, and after I, after I watch that, it's tough to get into it because it's like, man, I feel like I'm gonna watch this show and just feel attacked. Yeah. Oh. I don't so watch the show true. either, so I, I don't even know think what you're talking about. David. <laughs> I love it. Um, that's how I'm gonna say your name for the rest of the podcast. Totally fine. <laughs> I'm into it. Oh my god. <laughs> Today we're gonna be talking about season seven, episode ten of How I Met Your Mother. The episode is called Tick Tick Tick. Can you tell us a little bit about what this show is about? Because I myself have never actually seen it. So this was the first episode I've ever watched of this show. Mm-hmm. I think, Kathleen, you watch it? I've seen a lot of episodes out of order. It's my brother's favorite show. So I've seen a lot of them. That's funny that you mentioned that because it seems that way with the show. It's either it's very divisive in this way. You have huge super fans like me or you have people that just could not care less about it. Yeah. You either get sucked in or... It's just not your thing. And I think that is a testament to how powerful the show can be. Uh, I'm actually glad not only can I talk a little bit about it, I can actually talk a lot about it. Good. Love it. We need need details. So the show itself is a sitcom, but it follows a giant overarching question of how did the main character meet the the mother of his children? And he's explaining this story to his kids that seem to be about 13 the problem is the show happens over like nine years, so these kids are like in college by the time that this story is done. I don't know how that works, but that's kind of where we stand. That's this is all he's just telling the story that leads up to how he meets uh, this woman. And the fun part of the show is that we don't know as the viewer who is the mother. Yeah. So it's this cool kind of extra mystery that kind of keeps us going throughout the show. It's Ted, right? Ted is the narrator. Oh yeah, Ted. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. that's okay. I'm just I'm just clarifying for literally for myself. Yeah, no, that's fine. So, and in this episode, we follow a few different characters that are all very important. We follow Ted, his best friend Marshall, his fian- uh, I believe in this point it's a fiance or wife Lily who is pregnant with their with their first child, yep. and then we follow Barney, who we all know as Neil Patrick Harris, right. and his friend who, who is his ex girlfriend Robin. And then their significant others, Nora and Kevin. So yeah. a lot of characters to kind of keep track of. And, and uh, the show happens so much and, and so many things happen. I love it. Do you want me to get into the specific episode or, or do you want me to keep talking yeah. about well, the yeah, show? So that was, that was a yeah. good explanation of what the show is about. I actually didn't know that. 
Yeah. So, so <laughs> as someone who's seen a lot of episodes, I'm not going to lie. I think that this is a very interesting choice for a favorite episode. I want to mm-hmm. dig into why, because honestly, I've seen so many that I loved. And this one, I was like, interesting yes. as a favorite. Mm-hmm. And I chose it because it's a little bit different than the rest. Mm-hmm. It's also one of the first episodes that I saw out of context. There's a scene right at the end that really grabbed me and pulled me in. And it's an emotional connection that I have with the show now because it just got this one little part right that I remember forever. One of the things that I love about this episode so much is that it handles adult problems and it handles like adult feelings. I've noticed that a lot of the things that I love in life are actually be based in my hatred for something else. <laughs> right. Like, for example, like I love Android phones. Because I don't like Apple. Yeah, you hate Apple, so, right. I love my Windows computer because, well, fuck Apple. <laughs> I hate grapefruit, ironically, because I love apples. I love that. And <laughs> I was like, what is the relevance? <laughs> I love that. So that took me a full five seconds to get. I am embarrassed. So for this episode, or for How I Met Your Mother in general, I really love it because I don't like a lot of sitcoms. Yeah. Because a lot of other sitcoms, and they always start, everything's fine, there's a little bit of a conundrum that goes on, the family has to work together, they learn some type of moral lesson, and then they end back to normal, everybody's happy again. How I Met Your Mother, it doesn't always conclude that way. And this episode really illustrates that point. For example, uh, so this episode, it starts with Robin and Barney, who are just friends, exes. They've slept together, and we see them the day or the morning of. Right. Quick clarification. So Barney and Robin, what was their past relationship? Were they dating? Were they full boyfriend and girlfriend? Or were they, because I know, like, there's a lot of love triangles. A lot of them, yes, yeah. yes. These people get around. They yeah. really need to date outside their circle, <laughs> sure. honestly. That was actually one of my questions that I wrote down, too, was, like, what was their Lily and Marshall are pretty solid, though, right? Like, the yes. whole series. Yeah, they're, they're they're like those friends that you know in high school that are just together forever. Yeah. And, like, they get married, like, right out of high school. Like, those are these people that they're just the constant of the show. Good. And I know I needed it when I'm watching it because it, it just pulls your heartstrings. The whole show does. Yeah. yeah. We've uh, So they have dated. I believe they were, uh, to answer your question, uh, Robin and Barney were officially dating and then they broke up. Okay. I could be wrong on that um, just because they do date a few times. Um, but I believe in this iteration they uh, they were dating and now they'd officially broken up. And now they slept together while they're dating other people. Yeah. Very scandalous. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Were they with both of these people for a while? Because fla- like when you flash forward longer into the episode, Barney's about to meet her parents and... Robin's boyfriend tells her that he loves her, so I'm assuming they've been together for some time. Yes, okay. yes. This it seems like it's like that, uh, almost like that, like three month sure. uh, time yep. when 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 I love you start to come out. Mm-hmm. Very true. So yeah, these are uh, very healthy developing relationships that they have now squandered. Yeah, and they have woken up the next day and they feel they feel ashamed. There's all these questions that are going in their head. Did this mean anything? And uh, what do we do now? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And they remember that they have a dinner date the next hmm. day on a boat, which is a fancy fucking dinner date, if you yeah. ask me. Yeah, 100%. With that they can't get out of with these significant others. So not only did they do they have this huge guilt that's over top of them, but now they, they have to now see each other again, face what they did with the people that they hurt, <laughs> yeah. th- that they don't even know yet. And that kind of sets our story in motion. Yep. Meanwhile, Marshall, Ted, and Lily, they're going to go to a concert for the first time in 12 years. And... They have this tradition where anytime they go to a concert, you got to get stoned. You got to smoke some pot. And honestly, that storyline isn't 
too big for me in this episode. I definitely liked uh, Barney and Robin's part a lot more. I think it's a lot more impactful. Right. But I do think there's a lot of really funny stuff in uh, this other storyline with this concert. Uh, yeah. Mainly because it talks about getting older and talks about responsibility, uh, being being a parent, and, and kind of what do you have to s- stop doing once you start to have kids. Uh, and I think pot is like a really great subject for that. The sandwich bit was clever. I love that yeah. so much because yeah. he's telling the story to his kids. He doesn't want to tell his kids that he smoked pot. Right, right. So, oh, kid, we, uh, we, we, ate, we ate sandwiches. It's also great because from that point onward, they keep that bit up. Yeah. Like, and it, it shows up in these funny little Easter egg ways, like, throughout the rest of the show's continuing. So that is the first time they bring it up, and then, okay. Yep, good. that's the first time they do it. Yeah. And I just love that actors have to, like, chomp on a sandwich and, like, pretend like they're smoking pot. That's right. hysterical. I to me. love it. It's a good deal. <laughs> right? It's a good deal. And for some reason, as somebody who smoked pot in the past myself, uh, we, t- we did a vacation out in Colorado. Highly recommend it. Help their economy out a little. I'm going, I'm going in <laughs> April. I'm excited. Respect. <laughs> they somehow get smoking pot so right and so wrong in the same episode. They have, like, once they get to the concert, they get a little stoned. And Ted just can't remember what he, what he said in the last second. And Marshall is freaking out. Yeah. And that right there is everyone who's ever smoked pot ever. You're one of these two people. You're a Ted yep. or you're a Marshall. Yeah. He's like, I'm normally paranoid. Why am I not paranoid? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's more somebody who's like never smoked pot before in their life. Yeah. And they're like, that's like you're in the back of a like 1998 Toyota Corolla in an empty <laughs> parking lot and your friend's just playing the music just a little too loud and you're freaking out a yep. little. Yeah. That's what that screams to me. And then for some reason they... That by the end of the episode, smoking pot makes it seem like they're just like blackout drunk by the end of the episode. And there's a bunch of hijinks and stuff that happens uh, with that. But that's kind of what I wanted to say about that part of the episode. I don't have too much uh, else, unless you guys had more comments on that kind of little story arc there. Again, like this episode was a little slow for me only because like I hadn't watched the first full seven seasons in full. And that mm-hmm. that like Barney and Robin storyline wasn't really hitting me as yeah, hard. But they that's do just build because, on it. But I did enjoy like, OK, you watch them just like they're getting in line for this women's room thinking it's the nacho (laughs) line over and over and over again and then you find out that it was only for like two minutes yeah which is an amazing like that made the whole thing for me i'm like okay awesome like them showing the footage of the of the hallway of the out like the I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, like the, on the yeah. outside of the concert. Of like yeah, what's and then happening. they show it's literally two minutes long. Yeah, yeah. Just being like, hey, look at the the creepy guitar player. Yes. being a a sign. Yeah. It's a sign. Yeah, it's a sign, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. I if like nachos that. is all you seek, have some of mine, brother. <laughs> I love that little thing. Yeah, there's so many quotable moments in it as well. It's it's great. Yeah, I think that's also a good hallmark of a good episode is is how quotable it is. Do you guys agree? Yeah, yeah. I wrote down actually a couple quotes that made me like laugh out loud but I totally agree with you I just wanted to go back to where you were saying like it's realistic in some parts about like when you're high and you're just like what is going on and then like it got to the point where it's like okay well you're not really like that when you're high like you can like understand what's going on like (laughs) unless they like smoked a pound of weed like they are just off their rocker for right. being, I mean like, he a did say high. I think it was I think it was laced with something. He did say that. Yeah. So I guess he you could say that. Yeah, I guess you could say it wasn't just uh run of the mill weed. That's a good point. That's I good point. I did laugh in the scene where he like leans over to Lily at the concert yeah. and he's like Lily has no idea that I'm high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done that to my fiance. Oh my god. <laughs> just to recreate that joke and it never lands but I'm never going to stop doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. One day it will. 
Yeah, one day. I'm hoping. <laughs> what other quotes you got? In the very beginning where they're going back and forth, like Robin and Barney about like how they had sex and they need, they don't know what they're going to do. And Robin's like, it was a one-time thing. Like, we're just not going to tell them. And Barney's like, you're asking me to lie? That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I'm assuming that Robin and Barney's past relationship didn't maybe end well or they were maybe there wasn't full closure because the whole episode Robin keeps looking at Barney and going because Barney keeps implying that he wants him and Robin to work out and Robin keeps looking at him like are are do you actually mean that like there there's obviously like a disconnect where like yeah they there's something there they both know it but Robin can't seem to feel out if Barney's serious or not yeah no you're absolutely right and I also think that she's in this more committed relationship with this other person that's going well and I think she might be having there, it almost implies that like there's this doubt that she's feeling mm-hmm. like almost like she's like she's waiting for the other shoe to drop right and so you're like why do you even like me like why do you even want to be with me she keeps wondering this question it's it's definitely it's a very internal struggle right yeah that's deep when mm-hmm. she's saying that I'm like fuck Right? Yeah, everyone feels that way. I know. I was actually thinking that, like, when she literally says the same exact things to her current boyfriend and Barney, like, you can tell she has like a lot of insecurity, like not understanding why people love her. Does it ever come out in the show more of like why she feels that like down on herself, or is it more so just like your average? Like, I've been there to like Kenny, where I'm like, I don't even know why you want to marry me <laughs> because <laughs> I am a disaster sometimes. Oh, you should know that if you watch the show, they explore just about every human emotion of these people okay. possible. So it sounds like yeah, you should really give it a shot because it sounds like you'd really like it, yeah. the rest of it, because uh, if you're asking those questions, because it, it totally explores that with these people. Uh, to your point, so we have them here. They've they've cheated on these people. Now they're on this boat ride, and now the hijinks start to ensue a little bit. Where one of my, f- it, besides the last scene, my favorite scene is the one where the guy is singing while they're dancing together. Oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah. Oh God, I love that. For some reason, I get the I get the little chorus line stuck in my head. That tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him, stuck in my head. Sometimes it's it's great. This is actually kind of flashing way forward, but I love the opening credits, like where it's like showing like the pictures of oh, them yeah. and all of that. I was just like a big fan of that. I wrote that down as one of my notes because I was like, that's kind of cool. It shows like friendship, the friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Because like. I, I know you said that you're not really big into, like, these, like, sitcoms. And I love the show Friends. Like, I'm, like, mm-hmm. a big – I don't know if that's, like, one of the shows you were referring oh, to. Oh, this is, like, Friends 2.0. Yeah. Do you like Friends? I haven't really seen Friends too much, okay. but I've, I've always wanted to get into it because I know it is very so- – I've heard it's very similar. It was reminding me a lot of Friends when I was watching it, and I that's why – I actually – I don't know if I texted Matt this or if in my head I wanted to text Matt this and didn't. But it reminded me so much of Friends that I was like, I feel like I want to start binging this because I think I would really like it. You you would really like yeah. it. Do you happen to remember the theme song for, uh, for How I Met Your Mother? I don't. Oh, man, because I'm ready to sing it. If you guys it. Do sing it. Yeah. I'm only going to do it if you guys do it with me. Though. I don't well, remember I'll jump it. In if, I'll jump in if like, yeah. I can. Okay. You didn't need us at all. I just <laughs> ruined that. Any, any, cut me out. No. Separate those voices and cut me out. I was, as I was like driving over, uh, as I was like driving today, I'm like just singing it to myself. So oh I was gosh. very prepped I for this. I love that. I love a good theme. <laughs> uh, the best kind of shows, like especially sitcoms, are just going to make you want to be their friends. Like yeah. you yes. want to be in their group of friends like Julie. The, the fr- Friends is fucking amazing. Yeah, you can't not like so friends. It's because you want to be, you want to hang out with them. You want to sit on their couch and chill the fuck out with them. Yeah. You want to go to that bar downstairs and 
how whatever the bar is called, how I met you. Whatever. McLaren's. McLaren. Yeah. You want to yeah. go to McLaren's and fucking, uh, which is another my, one of my favorite parts is when Ted is just at the wrong booth. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, right at the end. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're at the wrong booth. Dude. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> man, it feels good to be sober. Again. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote that down. How long have we been sitting here? And the guy's like, twelve minutes, and you're in the wrong booth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. And that last that that scene in McLaren's is very powerful. And if you guys are ready, I, I'm I'm super happy dive to in. dive yep. into that. So mm-hmm. uh, what we have just to kind of uh, for anyone who hasn't watched it, uh, when they're out on the boat, Barney and Robin agree that they are going to go their separate ways. They're going to break up with the people that they're with currently and then come together to McLaren's, the bar that they frequent, at midnight so that they can be together and they can talk about them and they can get back together. Where Robin goes to break up with her boyfriend, Kevin, she's not able to do it because, you know, uh, because she loves him, mm-hmm. and he is r- a really, really good talker. Apparently, oh my god, yeah. Well, uh, he's a therapist. He's a, yeah, <laughs> he's a sweetie. I liked that. I yeah. was like, damn, I wouldn't be able to do it either. I know. I love Kevin. He's yeah. so great. How how long is he in the show? I think that is the first season that he's in, and I does. I want to say he makes it to season. eight. I want to say. Okay. It's been a while. I've, I've watched the show like three times, but for some reason. <laughs> I think sometimes the more you watch a show, the more it just clumps together, especially mm-hmm. if you're binging it. You can't tell like, oh, when does that happen? Yeah, yeah. It all, you're right. Yeah. Um, And so she's not able to do it. And unbeknownst to Barney, he breaks up with his girlfriend, Nora. And it, it, it let me tell you, did anybody else feel like really bad th- watching that whole scene? Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually, I mean, your parents one in of the my other notes? room? Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go break up. Like, can you imagine you're going to go break up with someone? You walk in and her parents are there. Oh my God. You're like, oh, God. It's the, that's, that's really just the universe telling you that you're just right. doing something well, so wrong. Even, I mean, here's the two differences. Like, she gives him an out, too. Like, mm-hmm. can you say that you don't have feelings and, for her? Or is this a one-time thing? And yeah. he says no. And then uh, reverse, Kevin, to to Robin, kind of gave the out, and she took it. He yeah. Did, so uh, Barney didn't take the out, and sh- and Robin did. That's a great note. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Yeah. And you're right, because he's like, is one-time thing? No, and he's like, no, it means more. Right. And uh, and so he goes to, to be with Robin. Oh, so <sighs> sad. It's so sad, and yeah. there he is. He's waiting at the bar. Robin walks in. Kevin's with her, mm-hmm. and there's that. I, I love it when a, when a TV show or a movie can use just a little bit of special effects and have a big surreal impact. Mm-hmm. And I think that that shows very well in that scene where she walks in and she just gives Barney that little shake of the head, meaning no, like we're not going to be together. Mm-hmm. And literally the world freezes for him. Yep. It's the moment that he can't escape. And that is, I think yeah. anyone who has ever been rejected in their life knows that feeling. And yeah. that was the feeling when I watched it, I just connected with that so well because I mean, I've definitely asked people out, and they've said no. And, you know, you get better. You move on. But in that moment, that's the moment you can never escape. Yeah, yeah. so vulnerable. Oh. Yes. Sticking Damn. your neck out like that. And especially with him. Maybe he cut things off with a with – he had a good thing going. Oh, my yeah. God. And she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Side note, I think he should have stayed with Nora. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I've watched <laughs> the whole show, and I love Nora. Fuck Robin. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and I'm going to ask the same question. Is Nora, like, has been on for a little while? I mean, yeah. we know we said, like, three months, but she was, like, a character, and, like, all the rest of the characters were interacting with her and liked her. And Yes, okay. yes. This, is, uh, this isn't the first appearance of Nora. Sure. She, she shows up in this earlier in the season. Yeah, I've seen her in other, both of them, Nora mm-hmm. and Kevin. The Kevin's his name, right? I keep yes, saying Kevin. Kevin. I've seen them both in a million God, times, I hope so. his name's Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they they've both been in this whole time. So like okay. you've I've, you've learned to develop and, and really appreciate these characters. And then it's like Barney's gonna break up, and you just want to like you wish you could just walk into the TV and go, no, Barney, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah. 
I actually felt just so sad when it's like the very ending and Ted. I was gonna say Ned for some reason. I was like, I don't think that's so we right. We just talked about Game yeah. of Thrones. We just if talked Ned about Flanders <laughs> was uh, was the narrator. It'd be way better show. When he walks in and he looks into Barney's room and he's like putting away the pet the rose petals oh, and yeah. blowing oh, yeah. out the candles, and I'm oh. like, oh. God. It rips your heart out. It right? really truly does. Yeah. Well, Barney's a player, right? Like mm-hmm. in just in je- that's his the whole thing. That's his MO. Yeah, right. So like this is kind of a way for him like he's trying to change. Mm-hmm. He's trying to lock something down. He's trying to search for love and he just keeps not getting it right. Damn. Ugh, it's rough it's really stuff. Sad. But that's why I love the show because, like, a normal sitcom, you don't get that. Right. Yeah. That never happens. It's true. I mean, a lot of times I can't watch sitcoms either. I used to think that you, I don't know if you've known this show, but I always compare to, like, have you ever seen Fairly Odd Parents? Oh my God, I love Fairly so Odd Parents. So, Fairly Odd Parents is truly like. My anxiety was so high every single episode because what was happening was bad. And I'm like, how is he going to get out of this? But he, I mean, he gets out of it every time. But I was like, I can't watch this show anymore. It's giving me too much anxiety. So a lot of sitcoms are like that. Like, I, I remember I started watching a show called Good Girls on NBC. And it's just like a like a heist. They're like doing they're getting into some bad shit, whatever. But I love Mae Whitman. So I watched it. And I was like, I got to stop. Like, it's just like mm-hmm. the anxiety of every single episode, the the rise and fall of like, yeah. oh, we're getting into something and we just get out of it. The skin mm-hmm. of our teeth. Like, I was like, OK, I got to get the fuck out of here. But yeah. that, So I agree with some sitcoms are like pretty painful in that way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think I have this a lot. And it sounds like you're you're the same way where you just have this empathy for these characters oh, yeah. that don't exist. I like the show uh, BoJack Horseman. Oh, I that? that's on my list. That is a show that is masquerading as a comedy but is actually a very great drama. Mm-hmm. And every episode it's like you know it's going to go wrong at the end and it just it, it just pulls on your heartstrings every time. I have to watch that show in like three episode increments and like I'm done for a week. Yeah, that's because, what I've heard about that show. Oh, it's so good. You yeah, have to watch it. It's deep. Very deep, very yeah. deep. Another great thing that I love about this episode is actually is how you perceive Barney at the end. Because in one way, he's actually very selfish. He had a great thing going. He saw something better that he wanted. And so he... He cheated on his girlfriend. He then broke up with her. And then he, he like kind of coerces this other woman to break up with her significant other so that he can be with her. And in that way, he you don't really feel bad for him. Yeah. He kind of gets like kind of what he deserves. Like maybe he deserves to be alone if this is how he's treating other people. Mm-hmm. But in another vein, you feel really, really bad for him. Oh, yeah. Because what what would you say or like what would you do if, if you're with somebody, things are going good, but then you see the person who you're currently with. You know, if you see your soulmate, what do you do? Yeah. Do you stay with the person that you're with or do you give up everything because you know that that is the person that you're meant to be with yeah right and that's a really interesting moral conundrum where uh you really feel bad for him where at the end of the day you know he wanted to he had something good wanted something better and ended up with nothing yeah well that's the thing like he's our he's our hero protagonist so Mm -hmm. it's always like if you look at any show from different angles of different characters you might Mm -hmm. you have a different protagonist and you feel differently if it was in the storyline of Nora, you'd be like Fuck Barney, like yeah. what, you know exactly. what I mean. But yeah. since he's our protagonist, you're like rooting for him, <laughs> even if he maybe did something shitty. You're rooting for him anyway. Yeah, uh, and that there's a I'm not sure if it's a saying or it's a theory that everyone is the protagonist of their own story. Yep, exactly. So whenever you see like a villain in a TV show, well, they're the protagonist of their own story. They think what they're doing is right. Mm-hmm. Right. I do have a question about the series itself. So you said that Ted is the narrator. Mm-hmm. And the whole storyline is him telling the story of how he met his wife and the kid's mother. Is the very last episode of the series, like, the big reveal of who the mother is? 
Yes. And is it a character that you know? Oh. Yes. Okay. Wow. Well, you meet every character by the end. It's not like they just pop up with one woman at the end. I'm glad you mentioned this because this is actually a highly debated thing okay. amongst How I Met Your Mother fans. The ending sucked. Right. And so much so that they had a, another ending that they planned. Or I'm going to say they planned. They say they didn't plan it. I'm saying that they planned it because they wrote and filmed it where there kind of ends with you can kind of go left or you can go right. Like there's two women at the end. Spoiler alert. It's not Marshall. <laughs> I wish it was. And and so it's like there was like the ending that you got, which was like very like lackluster, kind of felt like you, they kind of cheated you. And then uh, when the DVD came out in the special features was like what I would consider like the real ending, like the the one, the one. A the full 30 minute epi- or 22 minute episode. No, no, no. It's just like the, it just kind of caps off. It's like the last five minutes of how it should have ended. The one for the fans. And that is the one that I will I will die on that hill. That's the real ending to me. Well, I kind of want you to spoil it. No, I don't. And he started to say spoiler. I was like, no, don't. Because yeah. I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. No, I would never yeah. spoil that. Because I want you to feel the same anger that I felt. Yeah. And then get then Google it later for the real ending. Yeah. And then have the satisfying. Okay. Did everybody think it sucked or no? I would say most people thought okay. it sucked. Okay. Because, like, I, yeah. you know, there's di- there's different camps. It's like the two yeah. girls, like, s- there will be different camps in any show. But, okay. Right. So mm-hmm. people wanted the other one. Absolutely. Okay. I All will right. say that at least the louder camp is the camp that the, yeah. ending, the official ending sucked. Yeah. Damn, I hate that. Oh why gosh. do you think they did that? Because obviously the writers know it best. Why do you think they? Why do you think they choose to do that? I've thought a lot about that actually. Yeah. And I think that now they say that they had planned the ending from the beginning, and I believe that, and that's why it sucked. Is because as you continue through a story, it develops, and you get become a better writer, and you and you kind of think of these storylines that you didn't think of when you originally started. Right. So when you plan it that far in advance, and just kind of stick that in at the end. That can be very difficult. That's, yeah. that's, that's not always going to fit the story that puts you have now created. Puts you in a box. Right, right. Yeah, it puts it in a box. So I, I think that's what really it was. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> hate to see it. You hate to see it. You, you really do. <laughs> Matt did say that they had to shoot the ending in during season two. Is it because yes. the kids had to stay young? Or? Yes, it's right. exactly it. Because, again, you, you, the show goes on for nine seasons. They've yeah. been so much older now. So, yeah, they had to plan that ahead because there is scenes with the kids that he's talking to. Yeah. And they have to, you know, they have to set those lines up. Yeah, it's David oh, Henry. Sense. It's David Henry from uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh. Oh, that's one of the kids? Yeah, and I do- and it's a girl, right? A boy and a girl? Yeah, yeah. So we know the boy for, like, very well. Disney Channel. <laughs> and I forget who the girl is. Uh, I don't know her. She wasn't in the... They're not in the beginning of every single episode, right? Um, I think they actually are. I, if, I would I say, if not, almost. Wait, were they in the beginning of this no, one? No, I, I was going to say. That. I don't Wait, remember seeing them. You know, I haven't thought about that. Yeah, they're not in the beginning that. of this episode because you would have caught that, Joel. Yeah. yeah, well, time to go watch the whole show again. Yeah, that's how I <laughs> that feel. That would have been my first question. So who is David Henry in yeah. the show? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is he in every episode? <laughs> <laughs> I know. We love him. We do love him. Another funny, in- uh, interesting fact about the actors, uh, the one, the guy who plays Sandy Rivers, that like really misogynistic news host. Okay. Yeah. That is actually the actress who plays Lily Aldrin. That's her husband. Oh, that's her real life husband. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wait, Wesley and Buffy. Mm-hmm. I knew, I knew, I knew this. Like, uh, that's coming. Oh full yeah, I think now. you told us that during in, the Buffy yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I and, love that. Uh, Colby Smulders, who plays Robin, mm-hmm. she was in the Avengers. As a there's so many characters in Avengers. Someone's wife. Know. I've never even. seen No, the she's Avengers. like a, she's like a special. I hate agent. that I just said that. I fucking hate that I just said it. Right? She's someone's wife. Right, putting her in a box. There. Yeah, no. You know, women actors can be more than just people. You're wives, so you know. right, but it's funny because I never really listened to this or watch this show but 
together. I know Let's Go to the Mall by heart. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but I knew it because my friends made this w- wacky video to it, like, really a long time ago. So I knew it from that. And then mm-hmm. when I watched this show, I was like, that's from this show? Like, yeah. It's, like, pretty famous, that song. Yeah. Because she was in a, Robin's character was, like, in a pop band or something, right? Yeah, she was, like, a, a childhood pop star yeah, in, yeah. in Canada. Yeah. So, yes. like, that's why nobody in the show knows about it initially. Yeah. And uh, Barney actually, like, makes it his life mission to, like, try to, like, find out these, like, sec- this secret identity that she had. Yeah. And kind of embarrass her with it in her current life, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. It's amazing. I've seen her in so many things. She was in um, Friends in Col- Friends from College, yeah, which is another yes. devastating show. That mm-hmm. that show hits like pulls at the heartstrings. You're just like, that's a stressful, like a lot of cheating happening in that yeah. too. That 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 was a good show though. I like right. it. it is actually very similar to the episode yeah. we're talking mm-hmm. about. So it is interesting that uh, that that's just the, she just has one of those uh, acting <laughs> repertoires. <laughs> yes, <laughs> typecast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's typecast as this like cheating woman. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Let's keep going. You got anything else? I, I now that it's so funny because I will say like I I watched it and I was like, I mean I liked the show, so I did. It's not like I hated mm-hmm. the episode, but I was like I I'm not seeing this as a favorite episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think again one of the biggest parts of why it was a favorite episode for me was just because it it hit an emotional chord. Yeah. Um. Where also I find this when I first watched it, I remember it like it was eight years ago, <laughs> and I was like. I was just out of college. I was like 21, 22. And so I'm like, I'm having these adult problems, but my mind is still kind of a high schooler. Sure. And the show very much feels like high school in real life mm. where you have like all these different relationships and all these different feelings. And do I love this person? Do I love that that person? Yeah. And it, it like hit at a perfect time for me. I, I So I think that's another big part of it. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. There's a there's a ton of high school things, but oh like God, it, right. you're right. Like as an adult, you need some some sort of Bible to go against and it, relate exactly. to. Yeah, we TV gotta get Bible. Got to get the playbook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you guys know about the playbook? No. That's that's Barney in the show. He has a playbook because yeah. his whole thing is to try to sleep with a bunch of women, and he's really good at it apparently. To the point where he's actually written this book of different plays that he has just to sleep with women. I've seen a poster with all of the like rules or whatever on it. Isn't there mm-hmm. like is that the same thing? There, yes. I've seen like a huge poster and just mm-hmm. lists all the different types of rules. Probably saw that in Spencer's. Yeah, literally, <laughs> I, or like my brother had it or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I can't remember what it was, but Matt, wrong brother. God damn it! I don't know who's who. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> thought I was producer Matt's sister. Yeah. I'm just like reverencing my brother, but he's across the room. Yeah. <laughs> like I know he's. I thought you were calling show. him out. Yeah. <laughs> I should. I shouldn't have even guessed Matt because he's no way cool enough to have the playbook <laughs> as a poster. <laughs> Burn Matt. I get to make fun of him because I have the microphone. Yeah. You can't rebuttal. It's all the power. And all he can do is scream across the room and hope that we can hear him and pick it up. <laughs> yeah. So and let's get into our segment of where are they now. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's this never is gonna so much up. cooler than my show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're just gonna say, what do you think is their, their uh, most biggest recent. credit since How I Met Your Mother? Or we're saying like, when did How I Met Your Mother end? Five, like eight years ago or oh my five god. years ago? I want to say that was I think uh, about 2011. 2000? Okay, so since okay. then, what do you think is their biggest credit? Each character. So oh. we're gonna go through them. Oh, and we fuck. have the answers, so it's okay. Hit it, Joels. Okay. Okay. So Ted Mosby plays by. 
<laughs> played by Josh Radner. He, I don't think he's done much since. I, the last I had heard of him, uh, he had done an interview saying that he wasn't going to be playing Ted Mosby anymore. So I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> According to IMBD, IMDb, I, yep, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> IBDSM, yep. international, whatever. Josh appeared in an episode of Grey's Anatomy in it 2018, but since How I Met Your Mother, he was. A regular. <laughs> she is just like, she's never read this before. Never. She is literally like. <laughs> in Mercy Street, which was from yeah, 2016 to 2017, and Rise, which was in 2018. And he's currently Lonnie Flash in the new series Hunter. I hear the show's good. Okay, so I was right. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so Basically, so yeah. this is you, interesting Ted. because I'm going to drop a little Grey's Anatomy like background information. So um, as everyone knows, Patrick Dempsey her husband uh Derek dies like in season 12 so like maybe a season or two ago was announced that Josh Radner was going to be on the show so everyone's like he is a huge actor he's going to be her new love interest but they really only put her put him in for one episode it was wild because like it was dropped as like big news he's going to be on Grey's and everyone's like wow interesting Mm -hmm. Ted Mosby is going to be married with Grey's new love interest and then they were like nope psych that still kind of fits in with like the how I met your mother ethos which is great yeah she just wasn't the mother Right, exactly. (laughs) Truly. And it's funny because actually the reason is because he was like, I don't like kids. And then she was like, I have three. Oh. And was like, bye. Damn. Yeah. So, but I liked that. They were hitting it off. It was great. And that's what made it. He was like, I already have two. And one of them is David Henry. Yeah. Uh (laughs) 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 He doesn't say he hate kids. I think he already maybe had kids and doesn't. No, I no, I think he said he doesn't like kids. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it since, so it must have been last season because I don't know it. Fun fact, actually, about um, about that act. What was his name again? Uh, Josh Radner. Josh Radner uh, was that in the show How I Met Your Mother uh, when he was dating Robin, that she had five dogs. That's like that's just how her character was. But because Josh Radner was was severely allergic to dogs, they actually had to get rid of the dogs thing. So apparently, he hates kids and dogs. Oh, wow. wow. So he sucks. Mm-hmm. Damn. Basically. Okay, next, um, Marshall, who's played by Jason Siegel. Oh. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> God, Jason Siegel, what has he been up to? He's, I feel like he's been very busy. Uh, I, I would assume that he is, I just imagine some type of rom-com or something. I, I just watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall me, last night. Me That's too, all I had recently. Okay. I watched, really? Yeah. It holds up. Yeah, it does. So he was in something called Sex Tape and the and the end of tour but but this was like hot i'm surprised you didn't get this because he's been in pictures everywhere because he's shooting a movie in philly so people are getting pictures with him all around philly it's called dispatches from elsewhere i actually just saw like some sort of video and the producer is like it's a love story to philly like it's not just in one neighborhood it's Mm -hmm. all over the place so i'm excited to see it but yeah he and he's been like a sweetheart and taking pictures with everybody and being really nice oh that's so awesome i know it's always good when you hear like an actor being nice to people. I know. It he's taking anyone who asks, he takes the pictures. Wow. Like, yeah. If I ever become famous, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't talk to me. Yeah. I'm famous. I'm the same. I'm going to blow up and act like I don't know nobody. Yeah. <laughs> when anyone, when any famous, uh, when any famous people, like, there's a story where they were like maybe being a dick in public. And I'm like, listen, I am like an extrovert and an introvert. And if you hit me in an introverted time, mm-hmm. I am not. I am not having it. Like, it's not going to happen. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there, I was listening to an interview with John Cena, mm-hmm. and uh, who sounds like the nicest person ever, and he had a really great take on it um, where he's like, yes, you can absolutely, like, ask for respect but at the same time like they these are people like you're only famous because of these people yeah like it like you're on like this is who you are you're an entertainer um which i I understand like that's very black and white take but yeah yeah, like you have to expect this in some way Mm -hmm. robin they make pills for that 
You have to decide when you're going to play it. You let Kathleen <laughs> say the actor's name, but don't let me. We're just God. constantly trying to cut you off. I know. So anyways, Robin, played by Kobe Smulders. Mm -hmm. I think it's Colby Colby. Smulders. I think we're missing an L on this sheet. Mm -hmm. Oh, you wrote Kobe. No. Kobe. Kobe. All right, <laughs> Oh, God. Stop. Oh, Kobe. That's dark. Where's uh, Robin? Oh, well, Robin was in the Avengers. Yeah. I know that. It's good. Yep. She was in, in Spider-Man and... All that junk. She currently stars in Stumptown. I never heard of it. Stumptown. I actually have. She plays like a um like a hot mess cop, right? Is that it? God, she really is typecast. Stumptown. I'm googling yeah. it real quick. I want to see. And can you tell me is if she, she the lead? Yeah. Can you tell me if she's a hot mess cop? She is a strong, assertive, and sharp-witted army veteran who has a complicated love life, gambling debt, and a brother to take care of in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of her resume. So not got a, a brother in Portland. I don't know what y'all I'm thinking of. <laughs> no, that's about. I think that's probably. I, I think it is right. Similar. Never yeah. fucking stump town. That's not <laughs> stump town. Think I'm fucking watching that show. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it just based off the title. Mm. It's like got a whiteboard full of names and like stump town. That's, that's the, the one. one. Right? That's it. <laughs> All right, Neil Patrick Harris, Barney. Where are you? <laughs> oh God, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, well, I know that he hosted. What was it? The Emmys. Yeah, the one year? Yeah, yeah. Always. Emmys, Grammys? I don't know. I'm not really big in award shows. I mean, I, he's had a, f a very busy career. Did he do Dr. Strange's sing-along blog after uh, How I Met Your Mother? Or was that before or during? I remember that was during the writer's strike, so I think that was 2008-ish. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to say, I have no fucking clue. I've actually seen this, so a series of unfortunate events oh, on Netflix. Yeah, fuck. yeah. <laughs> I would have gotten that one, but only oh. because I've seen it. Have you ever seen his, um, him and his family's Halloween costumes? Oh, yes. so they're fucking amazing. Th yeah. Every year I like look forward to what yeah, him, his husband, and their kids were. All right, and lastly, Lily. Where are you? Uh, she has been doing. I know the show. It's Penn and Teller's Fool Us. She was a she's a host. Oh, nice. That's not on yeah, here, not but on that here. sounds amazing. I have quizzed the quiz. But she played Dr. Anne Possible in the live-action Kim Possible TV movie. Love what? to see that. I know. I didn't Seriously. even. What is that? I, I don't know, but I want to watch it. Oh, my God. That's a perfect role for her. I know. And then Fancy Nancy. And then Producer Matt Wants to Be a Diva and literally wrote in here that is she starred in Producer Matt's favorite horror film in 2018, You Might Be the Killer. Oh, wow. Oh. I, need to, I need to catch that one. Where are they now? Maybe Where we are you? <laughs> and I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, so they're all doing good. So yeah. like oh, we, I love that. Yes, we did this song. for Buffy, and it wasn't as happy. Like These people seem like they're doing okay. They're doing yeah. all right. I yeah. mean, the only one doing okay on Buffy is uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, I know. She's married to Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. And they're thriving. For show. Word. Next up, How I Met Your Mother quiz. Oh, shit. Okay. <gasps> I forgot because I didn't have the paper in front of me. You against Kathleen. Oh, man. No, it's you, and then you can default to me, and I will not get it. Yeah. Because okay, I don't so know me and you were on a team? Basically. Yes. Basically. Okay, let's do this thing. So it's so these they start out pretty easy and then they get harder as we go. Okay. Question number one: What college did Ted, Lily, and Marshall all attend? Oh, starts easy. That starts easy. David. David. <gasps> what college did they go to? I I know that Ted had the radio show. It's Stumptown don't know, University. I don't know what the word is. It's Stumptown. <laughs> <laughs> Stumptown U. Wesleyan University. Yeah, I don't know. What is it? Wesleyan. Wesleyan University. I would never She's have gotten like, that. Look, yeah. No, no, don't show the... Oh, don't right. show. <laughs> uh, Julie is the great <laughs> quiz master. Question number two. What year is it supposed to be when Ted is telling his two kids about how the he met their mother? How often does that even show up on the show? I'll give uh, you a hint. It's a Jonas Brothers song. 
That it does not help me. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. The year 3000. <laughs> yeah, but that's I have it. that. It's the year 3000. <laughs> this whole show's been okay. the future. What was it? I'm oh, gonna, no, 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 hold on, hold on. I'm going to use science or my greatest weakness, math. Uh-oh. Okay. So if we Conquer can assume this. that he's like, okay, it's in, the show happens in uh, about 2009, 2010, I want to say, is kind of when it starts. And the kids are kind of teenagers. So we can at least add 12 years on top of that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's uh, maybe that's around 2010. I'm not going to get it, but I want at least want to get close. 2010, so let's say let's say uh, 2022, is that's how old the kids are. Uh, and we are assuming that he gets her in about, I'd say, uh, he beats his mother in about five years. Uh, so 22, nine, six, seven, uh, two, 2030. That's right. Yes! <laughs> Holy shit! That was amazing. Yes! Oh, my God. Math, bitches! <laughs> Oh my god! I'm so happy you just got that right. Julie's face was like her eyes were getting wider and wider with this math. <laughs> yeah, I was like, when you said twenty, what I don't know. I think you said like twenty twenty one, and then you were like plus nine. That's like not what you said, but yeah. you said yeah. something. Where I was like, oh my god, he's gonna get it. Love that! Wow, great job! I'm Bravo. so proud of myself. I don't even want to ask the rest of the questions. Yeah. So I'm just like, it's so downhill impressed. from yeah. here. Number three: How many women did Ted date that wasn't the mother? Uh, a 19. Oh, wait, let's try to see if he could do the math. I'm okay, yeah. Out. Oh, man, my math skills are getting put to the test today. Okay, so we have, I don't know their names, but I know their faces. 19, so Jesus. Okay. Yeah. It's, I don't, it, there's no way. 19 is a lot. I'm going to say. Maybe you do need the. the okay, yeah, I, I am okay. going to need it. A, 19. Mm-hmm. B, I must have said two. <laughs> <laughs> A, two. 29. C, 34. That's why I looked at Kathleen yeah. when you said 19's a lot. Oh, then I got to go 19. 29. What? Mm-hmm. Yo, like, Ted a tw- hoe. 20, yeah. 29 on-screen face girls. I guess. Wowee. I don't know where. I can, yeah, I'm thinking like 10 that I can remember. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I got to know. Good for him. There's got to be a list. I'm going to have to look that up later. <laughs> All right, this is question number four. Robin Skrbitsky. Is that how you say her last name? Oh, um, Robin Scherbatsky. Scherbatsky, yep. Was a famous yeah, uh, Canadian damn. teen pop star in 1990s named Robin Sparkles. Yep. She, st- she starred in which fictional kids show? I can't believe I brought that up and is relevant to the question you came up with. Matt. The kids show. I really hope that there's going to be like some like who wants to be a millionaire music that goes over top of this <laughs> during silence. That's actually genius, Matt. If it was the show, if it was the song, we would have had it. Yeah. Let's go to the mall. I remember the song that they sing because the show only comes up in one or two, ep- or the show only comes up in one or two episodes. Funny enough, it's actually a math show. It is. It sucks because like I'm like I'm a huge fan of this, and now I'm just. Well, these you, are really difficult questions. Yeah, I'm just like tearing up this quiz. Oh, I, oh hold on. It, there was the co-host. There was. They did the Beaver song. You don't know. What I'm, t- I'm just talking gibberish to you guys, mm, but yeah. Hey, Beaver, come on. I don't know. Space Teens. Fucking no way I would have gotten that. (laughs) (laughs) I could have have extrapolated it, but. Question number five. Neil Patrick Harris embodies Barty Stinson, but what other CBS sitcom actor auditioned and almost got the role? Oh, nice. Hard to imagine anyone but Neil Patrick Harris in that role. I'm actually, I love this answer. (laughs) That's tough, because you're right. Neil Patrick Harris embodies the role, and when you watch it, like, he acts circles around everyone else especially in the episode that, that i am talking about he's a performer God, he really is such a great he actor. puts on what other cbs actor okay so let's see the cbs other cbs actors i know are nobody <laughs> okay which leaves uh <laughs> let's see that leads leaves me julia 
Julie. No A. Drop the A. I thought I came here for good information. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. Do, 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 do. Jim Parsons, who plays Sheldon on The Big Bang Theory. What? No what? way. What a dork is. No oh, way. Oh, I'm so glad they didn't do that. You lo- you, you would have liked that? No, no, I'm saying like I like like that. I, I don't know. I just like wow. That. I like that it was someone I know. I guess I would like to see that once. Yeah. Like I would, I'd like to see one episode that I already like Neil Patrick Harrison, but just like replace it with him. And I also Sheldon. think Sheldon's hilarious in that show. But Sheldon is very. Funny. But agree, I could not picture him in the role. This role. No. And then lastly, question six: One drunken night, Barney and Ted create their own legendary bar. What's the bar's name? Puzzles. Boom. Yeah. Puzzles. Mm. Yeah. My friend actually has like he actually had a sign made. He has a little like a little bar in his basement and he actually had a sign made that says puzzles on it. Literally same my brother when he lived in Philly had a, like a handmade bar and they called it puzzles. Yeah. Do you know why it's called puzzles? No. That's the puzzle. <laughs> like it. I dig Love it. Love it. I dig it. Love and it. on that note <laughs> Well that wraps it up for today. Thank you, Dave, for thank joining you, David. us. Oh, thank you very much. Can I actually say one uh, more thing? Boy, can Absolutely. You. Uh, I do want to quote the show one more time before we leave, because I think it's a really great quote. Uh, this is when Nora's father is talking to Barney, mm-hmm. and Barney, this is the, the thing that makes Barney think that, yes, Robin is the one for him, and I want to get your opinion on it. When you meet the right person, you know it. You can't stop thinking about them. They're your best friend and your soulmate. You can't wait to spend the rest of your life with them. No one and nothing else can compare. Beautiful. Hell yeah. Do you read at like coffee shops? I know, <laughs> right? Oh my God. That was great to listen to. That Just was. on my podcast. Uh, no, actually, I'm glad that you stopped us because I want you to talk about your podcast. Before Plug we, it, baby. Before we wrap it up. So tell everyone a little bit about the podcast that you have. Oh, absolutely. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a host. I have my uh, co-host Morgan, and we make the Maximum Mediocrity podcast, which is a podcast all about interviewing people that aren't famous but should be. We nice. interview people specifically that they have chosen their passion over fame, but we still think that they deserve a lot of credit. And uh, we also just really like to get drunk with them and Hell see yeah. what happens. Yes. That sounds Love amazing. It. Yeah. What, maximum mediocrity. Maximum mediocrity, yes. So Sweet. You can, and you can listen to that on iTunes, Spotify. Ev- everywhere that uh, anywhere that they're listening right now, you can you can hear our show. We're on everything. Fantastic. Nice. So everyone, please go check that out. Thank you again, Dave, for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And tune in next week for another episode. See ya. This has been My Favorite Episode Of. My Favorite Episode Of is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Julie and Kathleen. Check out our show notes for all of our socials and email us at myfavoriteepisodepodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll be back next week with another episode of My Favorite Episode Of. listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.